Song Talk Radio. Welcome to Song Talk Radio, the show with songwriters talking to other songwriters about the craft of songwriting. We share tips, tools, and techniques. Together, we all become better at writing songs. I'm your host, Neil Modi, and with me, my co-host, Phil Emery. How are you doing, Phil? I am doing very well. Excited to be here as I am every time, but especially this time because it's from a guest from long, long ago. All right. <laughs> Excited to have you, too. And in the guest spot, we're happy to welcome back to Song Talk Radio, Amani Ilfated. How are you doing, Amani? <laughs> happy to be back. Yeah, the last time you joined us was in 2019. So that was in the before times when we did the show live in the radio station in downtown Toronto. So this, yes. is, this is the first time we're seeing you since then. <laughs> yeah. Back on the show. Okay. And uh, for everyone else, please send your comments and questions to at Song Talk Radio on Facebook or Instagram or feedback at songtalk.ca for the email and we'll share your thoughts on the show. And uh, please visit songtalk.ca to see the show post for this episode, to find links to resources we mentioned, and to download lyric and chord sheets to follow along with the songs that we feature. And today, you're definitely going to want to do that, folks. Um, yeah. The lyric sheet is going to be very important <laughs> today. Um, and uh, just before we get to the meat of the show today, um, once again, um, we are putting the final uh, call out to our listeners to submit your songs for our songwriting challenge 2023, which has been to write a song in an unusual mode uh, or mode you're not familiar with. Um, if you've been keeping up with the podcast, um, we do have a dedicated webpage on songtalk.ca, songwriting challenge 2023, um, where we feature a bunch of resources and the episodes we've done so far where I have shared my answer to the challenge, Phil shared his answer, and we've done one episode so far um, featuring our listeners' songs. Um, and there's more listener song episodes uh, to come. So, um, yeah. So if you're still, um, you know, in the midst of writing your modal song, send it along to feedback at songtalk.ca um, and uh, include an MP3, a lyric sheet with the chords, um, especially, and give us a little paragraph about your songwriting process and what you learned about writing in a mode and what you discovered and all that good stuff. And uh, we'll feature your song on the podcast. Yeah, we have one more. I think we have one more uh, show of listener songs lined up, at least. Yeah, yeah. And if we get some more, then we'll do another episode yeah. um, sometime in the fall. Yeah. And um, we've also got, uh, we love getting listener emails. Um, and uh, we got one uh, from our good friend, Lynn Mo. Um, Lynn actually submitted um, uh, his song to the Songwriting Challenge, and we uh, featured his song on uh, on, on, on the listener uh, episode a couple weeks back. And uh, he wrote to us after that episode. He said, greetings, Neil and Phil. Oh, whoops. Oh, after listening to the episode, <laughs> sorry, I was reading his earlier email. After listening to the episode featuring Neil's pretty cool song, uh, I found the discussion of AI pretty interesting. Like Neil, I had reached a crossroads with lyrics, so I used an AI lyric generator to get the juices flowing. I found that if I entered in specific thoughts about what I was trying to convey for a particular lines, I got back some interesting results. I didn't use the lyrics exactly as produced, but there were several nuggets in there that I was able to nab that did the trick. Maybe AI is useful for this sort of thing. I tried a couple of AI-generated lyrics around the topic of uh, passing or lost time. One of the lines contained layers of time and another ended with the word debris. I pulled out these nuggets to craft a line to add to one I already had. And then uh, the lyrics are hard to set aside those layers of time with decades of debris need to stand behind those younger eyes to see what I've seen. 
Uh, all in all, I I really like the lines I conveyed and what I was thinking. Sadly or not, I doubt this uh, that I would have I don't I would have ever come up with this without a little help from AI. Keep on keeping on, Lynn. Wow. Well, but yeah, it's it's like having a co-writer. I mean, it's yeah, not like a real co-writer, but it's someone, and that's what they say about the Nashville process, where everyone's in a room and if and you know um, contribute a word earn a third and the idea is that you might say something to someone and that might not get used but that prompt might come back and say oh um you mean roses are blue or something and then that would that gets spiked by the you know that without prompt so you need something sometimes to have something new in your brain that's unexpected and ai is good for that yeah absolutely but don't uh I tried using it for photos, and uh, it's horrifying because people's eyes are in the wrong. It's <laughs> in the wrong place. It's, but not like really wrong, but just a little bit wrong. So it kind of oh. horrific, actually. Yeah, even a little bit wrong is going to throw you off. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. How about you, Amani? Have you have you experimented with any AI tools for songwriting yet? I don't even know how to activate the app. <laughs> 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 if, if you use the Microsoft Edge browser, it's actually Jet GTP. Jet GTP is actually built into Edge now. It's like it's like right. I that's, I that's think I have to take it. a day to learn. You know what it is. Yeah, what yeah. It, it's called Chat G G GTP GTP GPT GPT We don't even know what it's called. Yeah. Well, they, they're, they're, that's why the robots are going to take over. Exactly, because yeah. they actually know what it's called. Uh, no, but the, our, our 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 friend Blair Packham, he was on the show a couple of weeks ago. He mentioned um, Lyric. He mentioned another website that he found that was like mm. Lyric Generator or something like that. And there's a number of tools out there. It's just it's just a matter of accessing them and 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 finding them. But I I, I take it you you don't have much interest in even the notion of <laughs> the idea of doing that. I mean, it, it came up so quickly that I didn't actually, you know, by the time everyone was using it, I was just like starting to hear about it. So <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't even know that everyone is using it. I think some people are using it. I don't know. I don't know. Everyone. I think the people in my circle are definitely using it. Oh, yeah? I've heard that they, they're using it to write their bios or to oh, okay. send emails. Um, I've heard of that. Okay. But I just need to find where this app is first. <laughs> <laughs> what it's called? Yeah, it's openai.com. You just Google Chat DTP, you'll find. Yeah, it. you just Google. One day when I have time and patience. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you, got a, you got a moment. You're not globetrotting. Um, <laughs> and uh, we got another email from uh, Steve Johnson, and then Steve Johnson as well. We shared his song um, to our songwriting challenge uh, on on the podcast uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, he wrote to us and said, "Hey, Neil and Phil, thanks so much for reviewing my song on the song challenge review episode. I'm flattered over your compliments, specifically the Steely Dan comparison, which was pretty much the case. Um, uh, a little insight into the mixed meter DAW dilemma." Um, cause we, cause his song had a bunch of time signature changes and we got into a small discussion about how easy or hard that is to, to do in your recording software to do time signature changes. Um, and he says, uh, when recording MIDI instruments, usually drums and keys, I generally keep the click in groups of four and play through the mixed meter the best I can. Often I will record in segments, starting on a fresh one each time and then slide the chunks together. With the drums in place first, I can then play through the entire mixed meter labyrinth sans click. 
Well, this can result in a few clunky starts and stops. It might be ultimately easier than setting up the mixed meter ahead of time, section by section. An interesting aside, I had casually listened to the show several times in the past. I became a regular listener after you had uh, Bill uh, Bartholomew organic songwriting episode as a guest. Um, I play bass with Bill and when he goes on, when he goes on the full band route, um, he's a great songwriter and engaging performer. Thanks again. I thoroughly enjoy the show, Steve Johnson. Thanks, Steve, for sharing your thoughts and your challenge. And we're glad that we, we got a new listener out of you. Um, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's, that to me is a really weird method to record it, put everything in four, four, record as much as you need and then fill and then move stuff over to fill the gaps. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, that's one of the disadvantages about doing the everything on your own mm. is that, you know, if you're, if you had a band then you could do your time signatures organically and just record that. Yeah. But having to do it sort of with a click, you'd have, you know, I guess you can do the time signatures. It's, it's definitely harder. It's doable, but maybe that's why there's so much music that is loop based now, because it's actually easier to write loop based music in you know, modern does. So uh, I, I suppose that's true. I mean, I know for myself when when I when I did my when I did my electro pop EP a couple of years ago, that was all odd time signatures. Um, I I wrote the songs just with just with a piano bass, was just just the chords, right, and 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 the melody or whatever, right. But I, I would just I would just like some. This is how it works some of the time. I would just play the riff as it was on my piano and it, it, and it's just four, four, it's just clicking away and I just play it, you know, whatever it's going to be. And then I'll go back and, and alter the ruler so that it, so that it matches up with my piano playing. Right. Like it's in, it's in time, but yeah. the one may change, you know, after the five or after the seven or whatever. Right. And, and then we go back and change the thing and then I'd have my, then I'd have my pattern. I know what it is and I can just repeat that. And, and then, and then I have my meter set up, but but to me, like his his thing about recording it in bits and then splicing it together and you get chunky starts and stops. Yeah, you would totally get chunky starts and stops. Although his song seemed really organic and flowed. Yeah, it did not it seem that way at it all. It didn't seem that way at all. So, you know, he... he, he I do have a bit well. of bad news. I do have What's a bit that? of bad news for our listeners and for Neil. Oh. Now, next year, our songwriting challenge will be write in an odd time signature it's it's about time we did this and <laughs> uh, we're gonna have to do it and i'm not i'm not happy about it either but we'll do what we can do you can just fire up like any number of songs you've written in the past <laughs> yeah but my, i can't <laughs> i know that's my go-to oh boy i'll have to be the i'll be the resident expert for that one um <laughs> Yeah, cool. Yeah, but um, yeah, thanks, thanks for sharing that, Steve. That's that, that's a, that's a really interesting process and stuff. It's it, you know, but and then that just goes to show, like, whatever works for you. There's no, yeah, there's no solid rule about how to do these things, recording or songwriting or anything like that. There's just a bunch of things we hear from other people how to do how they do it. You try it yourself. It works for you. It doesn't work for you. That's for you to discover, and that's what a lot of this is about. So, you do you, Hello. Steve. I would love to hear how our listeners do handle their songs in strange uh, time signatures or mixed. Oh, that's going to be, it has to be mixed time signatures next uh -oh. time. Not, not just one. It has not, to be not, just, not just one, seven, four all the way through. <laughs> no, yeah, it has to be, it has to be mixed. I'm a terrible human being. That's an awful thing to do. <laughs> how are we going to do that to our listeners? We're going to do that to us. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, yeah, that's all we got for the pre-show. Um, so um, we're we're very happy to have um, Amani Ilfated um, back with us. Uh, Amani Ilfated is an award-winning South Sudanese-born international recording artist. Her music consists of thought-provoking multilingual songs mixed with a dynamic blend of R&B, Afropop, reggae, and trap, all combined with her signature clear-toned vocals. She incorporates her personal experiences growing up as a refugee in Canada to deliver inspirational messages of empowerment, healing, diversity, and fun, and captivates audiences with her energetic, inclusive live performances. She has been described as the African MIA. Welcome back to Song Talk Radio, Amani Ilfaded. Thanks for having me again. Awesome to have you back on the show. And um, uh, we're going to play um, uh, one of Amani's new songs off your new um, album called Divine. Um, and the song is called... Halawa. Is that how you pronounce it? Yes. <laughs> okay. And um, and just for our listeners, you know, we on the Song Talk Radio uh, website, we always post the, the lyric sheets. For this one especially, you want to be referring to the lyric sheet because there are literally five languages <laughs> that you've incorporated into this song. And and Omani was awesome enough to include a second page of the lyrics, which has the translations. So if you want to know what she's singing about, then this is this is how you can find out. So it's a really great um, thing to follow along um, for this one. Um, but let's uh, take a listen to uh, Halawa um, by Emmanuel Faded featuring, is it Kaijo? Kaijo. Kaijo. All right. Let's have a listen. Je ne sais pas, soudain je suis là-bas 
seriously. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that was a lava. My yes. money, you're faded. My money, you're faded, and uh, and Keijo. Yes, yes. Wow. Where, <laughs> oh, where, yeah. where, where do we start with this song? There's a lot going on here. <laughs> yeah. So you speak all these languages, though. Um, most of them. Uh, Shona is actually uh, Zimb- uh, a Zimbabwean language, which is what Keijo speaks. Okay. Um, and then there's Arabic Juba and English, which I speak on on the daily. And then there's French and Russian, which I've learned in the past. So. You've learned you've learned Russian? Yes. Because this, no. is, because this is just what you do sort of for fun? <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I was younger, um I was a bit of a nerd, so I needed to learn everything. Um so I heard a song in Russian one day and I was like that language I need to know, and I had to learn how to read it and write it and speak it. Yeah. Wow. Is, is it okay? So, so is the decision to put Russian or or French in in any of these songs? Like, is is there some kind of? Let me get this straight. Like, it, like there's a, there's an overall idea for the song, and mm-hmm. does that lead you to throw in Russian, or do you just throw in Russian because you just learned it and you want to use it? I think it's a little bit of both. Um, okay. When we wrote the song, we were, first of all, to start the song, we started with plum wine. <laughs> so I hadn't tried plum wine before. And he was like, do you want to try this? I'm like, sure. So we took that. And then the plum wine kind of gave us this vibe. Um, and Cage was like a really great, he's a really great artist. He has such a great vibe. So we just kind of were like bouncing ideas back and forth. And then he was writing stuff that sounded like a bit crazy. And then I started writing stuff that sounded crazy, but I felt like it just wasn't hitting the point in English. Mm. And, you know, the Arabic part has already been like consuming the whole song. So it's like, let's just throw something else in there, make it sound a little bit different. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it is very, I mean, there's, there's like, there's like one line of Shona and then it goes back to Arabic Juba and then it goes yeah. to French and like, it's, it almost, feels random like it, it it almost seems arbitrary how the how the languages shift i mean it's mostly it's most i don't even know if it's mostly english i suppose it is mostly english it's mostly yeah. english and arabic right yeah english and arabic yeah 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 the arabic is in the uh chorus yeah in the chorus and in the first verse so did was this um because the chorus is basically take candy you know your body isn't feeling well take candy <laughs> is does take candy it, does that mean something other than take you know like eat candy or is there a... yes yes sorry there's a ambulance going by but um yeah so with the song um when i started writing it the idea was especially for the for the chorus the idea was kind of this perspective of like when you're depressed when you're going through a really rough time and then you try to explain it to say African parents, um, parents from a different culture Mm -hmm. uh, or even people, neighbors from a different culture, they always have a solution. Um, And the solution is always something that doesn't really make much sense. So you'll say like, Oh, I'm feeling really low today. And someone will tell you like, go to that tree and take that apple there, cut it into three pieces, mix it with tea, and then drink it and you'll feel much better. Or, you know, you're just having a really 
downtime, like maybe something happened in your family, you go and you tell someone and they're like, there's this priest or this like shaman or someone that's on this mountain. You just go climb that mountain and you go and he will give you the solution. Or you go to the doctor and the doctor's like, take all these medications, you know? So the halawa is actually just whatever solution that people give you whenever you're saying something. So your body's not feeling good. And then someone just says, you know, you know? Oh, okay. Oh, cool. Yeah, I, I I know exactly what you mean because in, 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 in my background it's it's the same sort of things where you're feeling sick or whatever, and then your parents or your 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 in laws are like, "Well, we have this formula, <laughs> this stuff <laughs> that's not you know it's, it's a difference between like like science medicine and and mm. sort of natural medicinal things that have been that have been there for thousands of years, right? Like they, you know, like these things have worked for for many, many generations going back, right? So they they move it forward and 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 that's what they that's what they recommend, right? And say, well this will always work. But yeah, yeah. That, that's 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 really cool. Because because then it is but but why but why but why Halwa? Like if Allah's candy. Because it's one of the most especially in, in South Sudan, yeah. Halawa is just like a word. It's it's candy it's sweets it's whatever and everybody likes it you know everybody knows it knows what hello is children know what hello is adults know what hello is so i was just thinking of a word that would just be resonating uh especially with south sudanese right, right. does it mean sort of just kind of like anything good yeah it's it's pretty much all sweets mm. uh literally translated it's sweets okay. <laughs> yeah mm. wow so what was the process of the writing was like so you, at what point did you arrive at the chorus? Um, so the chorus was written probably six months before, um, oh. before we f- finished writing the the rest of the song. Um, and I wrote that in South Sudan. Um, most of the album Divine was written, you know, in Africa somewhere. So this one was actually written there. Okay. Yeah. And then, and then you did the uh, verses sort of at the studio or... Yes, yes. We decided that we're just going to, we didn't want to like put too, too much thought into it. Cause I mean, even for like, for me, I feel like if I put too much thought, then it just becomes too technical and just whatever. And Keijo is one of those people who are like on the fly, let's just do it right now and, and record it right now. So we went to Keijo's studio and as soon as I got there, we're like, okay, let's get down to business and <laughs> just Ooh. started to, you know, the plum wine came out and it's like, let's, let's write this. <laughs> all right yeah, yeah so it's much more i mean like you like we, we i've heard some of your stuff before and we've had you on the show before and sometimes you do get into some pretty serious topics this <laughs> is like one of your fun songs <laughs> yeah. yeah for this album i wanted like all the serious stuff to kind of have a fun vibe okay and then all the fun stuff can be a little bit more complex and have more you know, depth to it. Um, so this was one of those songs where I was like, it's about depression, but I mean, you can go to the middle of the dance floor and yeah. dance it out. And then maybe one day when you're in your room and you're like reading the lyrics and you're like, oh, <laughs> I know the secret now. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. And 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 you often say that even, even in more traditional forms of songwriting where, you know, you're sort of lifting the curse. Like if it's a really sad lyric, then lift it up with kind of upbeat, happier music. 
Exactly. Otherwise, otherwise it just becomes this like really depressing dirge, right? And, yeah, exactly. You know, right. And, and, and then, well, it's rewarding for the listener. Like you say, if you go and, you know, investigate the lyric a little bit deeper upon, you know, your 50th listen, it's like, oh, wait a minute. This thing's actually like, it's about yeah. something darker than, than the, than the vibe that lets on. Cause I was actually really curious about the beat. Like, is this like, what kind of a beat? Is is this something that um, that your collaborator came up with? Um, so it started with me uh, okay. trying to write a happy song, <laughs> right? Sort of, and then I was like, no, let me just write a nice dark song. Um, so I came up with a bass line, okay. um, and it was like, and then I started adding some stabs into it, um, and then I just kind of fleshed it out. And then sent it to uh, to a producer out in Kenya, mm-hmm. uh, and then he listened to it and he decided, okay, I'm going to interpret it like this. Um, so that was his interpretation, like you know, his uh, drumming patterns, all of that okay. kind of, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, because um, the uh, the verses, so the verses come after the beat, after you did the beat. Yes, yes. After we did the beat, I got the beat back, um, and then I wrote the the chorus to it. Um, Then I kind of, like, kept it in mind, and then a few months later, once I met with Keijo, then we we plugged in the rest. Yeah, is that that a usual thing for you, that you have an idea for a song, you sort of tuck it away, and then you revisit it some some other time with a collaborator or without, or whatever? Or or do you generally kind of write things all at once um it's especially for this album yes it was the mostly the beats first mm. um i think it was may- maybe only one song where we actually had the lyrics come before the the beat mm-hmm. um i think that would be that would be divine i would mm. say divine mm. the, the first song would be that one but most of the time it's like i have the melody uh, in my head most of the time it's even the chorus is already in my mind mm. and i know how the song is gonna go um so i just kind of flesh it out and either i finish the production or i take it to the band or the producer you know finishes it off there are a lot of editing for this uh song i mean there, there's actually a lot of there's a lot of words in this song <laughs> yeah this one was it was tough um it actually took about three months to mix uh, so it was, it was mm. very complicated um and yeah, I think it's just because I had the I had the idea of how it was going to go, especially with that like the the beep 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 beep, beep part leading just before the third uh, mm. verse, and that one was like really hard to relay that it should sound a little bit like a hospital setting, but like mm. you know, kind of like a disco setting as well. Like think of a hospital in a disco, <laughs> if that makes sense. So yeah. that one took a little while to kind of like okay, that's how she wants it. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. There, there's a lot of details in, in in this with the with the talking parts and the and and even the structure. Like it's kind of verse, pre-chorus, chorus, and then a verse, and then you go into the chorus. You, you don't visit the pre-chorus again until afterwards, and then there's a bridge and there's an outro mm. and stuff. It's very <laughs> it's, it's, it's very deliberate the structure. Of the song. Yes, yes. Because I, I wanted it to be. Um, especially for this album, I really wanted it to be like, almost like the song is a movie in itself. 
Mm. So I wanted to tell stories, um, especially stories that I've, you know, seen in Africa, stories that I've seen in Canada. And since I was doing the, I call it the Atlantic ping pong, mm-hmm. you know, I wanted to like merge all of that together and give people like little bits of different countries, you know, see what different uh, cultures are like. Um, I didn't want the music to sound too African. I wanted it to sound like something you could hear in Canada and something mm-hmm. you could hear in in Kenya. It does sound really international, like it's which I thought was really cool. It doesn't like it, you say there's African, there's definitely African, um, you know, influences and, and the bass, you know, and the rhythm and so on. But it does, it, it sounds like an international, um, like a global music as opposed to music from Africa or music from this, you know, which I thought. Yes. Yeah, certainly not not weighted towards one culture or another. You know, it is, it yeah. is very, and it's not just because of the languages. I think because the beat itself, like I was talking about the beat before, like mm. it sort of sounds like, like a, I don't know much about Afro beats necessarily, but it sounds kind of like that, but not really. So yeah. it sounds in the middle somewhere. And it's, it's, it's just a, it's just a balance. It's just a, yeah. a, a balanced thing like that. It's really, really cool. So yeah. why now, why did you cho- choose like which words to be in which language? Was, was there a, you know, were you try- was it just sort of kind of a random thing with what sounded good or is there um, kind of like more of a, a, a strategy to that or? Um, it wasn't really much of a strategy. It just kind of flowed with what I say the most in those languages because it's a conversation with the self. Mm-hmm. Um, it's And it's kind of conversation with self but like imagine if yourself is divided into like three and you're having a conversation three-way conversation um so i was like well this personality here is going to be like this and this is usually what that personality says and then this one here is you know full-on russian and you know <laughs> that's what this person's going to be saying and then i'll react in this way what's um there's one line that, that popped out just because it was so unusual to my ears but i but i thought is this sort of the same in, in another in another culture which is like did you kiss a cobra hmm. <laughs> imagine imagine is it really an issue for most people but is is there, is there again is there more of a language or is there is there, sorry, is there a cultural thing there that or is um, it a metaphor is it a metaphor yes. um it's it's not a metaphor actually um according to keijo uh, so he says that in certain tribes, you'll go and see the, the witch doctor and part of releasing a curse is to kiss a cobra. Ah. So, yeah. And that just plays right into, cause he really understood when I said, Keijo is actually, he, he was born in Zimbabwe. Um, and he's, uh, you know, half British, half Zimbabwean. Mm. So he gets literally both sides of you know, cultures. And then he moved to Canada and learned this culture as well. So he really understood like the African deep tribes, you know, what they do in their traditions. And then he understood how weird it was sound to tell someone here that, you know, mm-hmm. if you get sick, we find a cobra and, <laughs> and you're supposed to kiss it or. Yeah. yeah and, and it's interesting that you put that line in English. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. like, had you put that, put that, line in Arabic than for most listeners here anyway, it would just completely fly by them and they wouldn't necessarily yeah, know would... what you're talking about. But it's interesting yeah. that, that you put that in 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 English. I feel bad for the Cobra. I must be sitting there going, he never writes, he never calls, you know. 
That is so true. Just come and yeah. steal a kiss and you're and walk yeah. away. You're done. Leave you out. <laughs> oh no. Oh my goodness. Wanted, wanted to invite you know introduce them to the uh, all the Cobra friends and you yeah. know, the Cobra bars. I don't know much about Cobra, so I, I don't know if they have bars. Well, yeah, I mean, it's generally, more of a cafe culture. Yeah, it, it does seem like one of those things where you don't want to necessarily kiss them. I mean, it's like a... <laughs> Cobras are deadly, right? <laughs> yeah, they're really deadly. Plus, they're snakes. So Plus they're snakes. That's yeah, true. Yeah, <laughs> sure, but 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 it, it 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 does it does go to the this idea you're talking about about you know for for those of us that are used to you know penicillin. And those kinds of <laughs> solutions for stuff, <laughs> you know, yeah. that, that it, it 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 seems strange, right? It seems really, really kind of yeah, like you say, like witch doctory. <laughs> exactly, especially for things with with dealing with mental health. Like if you say, mm-hmm. "Oh, I'm taking mm-hmm. anti anxiety medication," or "I'm taking you know yeah. anti depression medications," um, a lot of people will look at that like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. you know the, uh, this culture here understands it you know it's part of our culture here in, in mm-hmm. america we take these but if you go to africa and tell them that they're like why yeah. i mean yeah. you just go to church yeah. <laughs> 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 one thing that I, I noticed when you know during the um meetups that we have um and especially in toronto toronto is a is a quite a multicultural um melting pot in a lot of ways and there's lots of people from lots of different countries and some of them, you know, speak for, with a very heavy accent because they're, you know, their Punjabi is much better than, you know, than my Punjabi. Punjabi. You know, their, <laughs> their English is much better than my Punjabi is what I always think. <laughs> but they write in English. And I always think, why aren't you writing in your native language? Um, and we had one, I'm not sure if it was a guest or one, someone at the um, meetup who said that by writing in his second language it helped him sort of divorce himself from cliches and look at the language from kind of almost more of an innocent approach because the words aren't um kind of bogged down with this uber multicultural approach i mean is is do you do you sort of go between the languages to kind of release it or to be more specific with what you're trying to say? Actually, what he said, it, it, I, I agree 1000% with what he said, because if I start writing in English, sometimes I could get into some 26 letter words that, you know, are very specific to what I'm speaking about. But in relation to everybody else, I mean, I'm going to lose a whole audience because they're not sure what this 26 letter word is. Mm. Uh, Sometimes jumping to other languages kind of simplifies something that could be very complex. I don't know if Mm. if that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. It certainly does because a lot of the time you, you, you you can express something in fewer words in a different language that Mm. would take longer or more complicatedness to explain in English or vice Mm. versa even. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But are 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 you more are you most comfortable in English or are you most comfortable in 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 Arabic or I was saying writing wise I'm I'm more comfortable with English. Mm-hmm. Uh, my reasons for using more English is that, that one it's more universal so I can reach a lot more people a, a lot more people than that. But at the same time I could actually wind up alienating people if I get too complex. So 
Mm-hmm. Um, especially with the, the third verse, it's funny that we even that you even brought that up because the third verse is very very simplified. Like the French is very very simplified. The Russian rasablatia it just literally means relax, and mm-hmm. it's just one word, but it actually derives the whole meaning. Um, and then combining it all together actually creates the whole scene that I needed to create in there. So I find like writing in other languages simplifies everything and then more people are able to relate and understand and actually connect. But also if I simplify the English as well, then it can be more universal. Mm. Yeah, it's it's always a bit of a balancing act, isn't it? And trying to decide because, I mean... I mean, chances are any given listener is not going to speak or understand all of these languages. <laughs> and if they do, <laughs> if they do, then bonus. And if they can, yes. they can keep track and switch and switch when you're switching because yeah. it, is, it is, you know, like we said before, it is kind of random and 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 almost arbitrary. There's no pattern to it necessarily. Mm-hmm. The choruses are all in in in, in the in in the in the Arabic juba, but yeah, yeah. it's. I think that's one of the dangers of, you know, we, we, on this show, we, you know, we talk about songwriting with a capital S it's, you know, very much, um, it's almost the point of itself, you know, um, versus sometimes expressing an idea. And I think it can be a danger when you are so much into the crafty bits of songwriting and you think about the rhyme schemes and the meters and all that stuff, which do make a song, wonderful but if you concentrate on that too much i think you can lose people and it just becomes like you know sometimes there's this kind of metal which is called math metal which is really hard to play because it's very very tight and very complicated with lots of time signatures but it doesn't do much for me because there's no groove i mean i'm someone who fell in love with reggae when i was like five and Mm -hmm. so for me if it doesn't have a groove it doesn't it just doesn't work and this is You know, and so it's it's an interesting line as songwriters to go between the head and the heart and to make sure that, you know, even though you're doing all these little details that maybe Neil and I appreciate, you still need to not, as you say, not alienate, you know, a huge swath of people because, you know, most people don't listen to music that way. They listen to music going, oh, it sounds cool. And like you're saying before, Amani, like like you can just hit the dance floor with this track and it... It, it works on that level too because you got that you got that foundational you got you the foundational beat is very important to this song because it gives you the playground to do all these strange and interesting things like switching languages and melodies that that change and structural differences but that beat is what holds it holds it all pins it all down yeah and and that's it so you know was putting the track together i mean just in, in terms of a vocal performance was was that a lot of work or did it just kind of flow? Like it feels like it flows, but I know that often um, is the result of a lot of work and, and editing. And Have you performed this live yet? Yeah, we've performed it live. Um, it, I guess what, what would be difficult about it is that I'm like, especially with this album, I was staying away from the kind of rap singing. Mm-hmm. for a while uh but i did try a couple of times to get that kind of rap singing thing going on and that was the most difficult for me mm-hmm. <laughs> you want to be more, more like, melodic all the time yeah uh i mean if you like with for the album saturn there wasn't very much rap singing it was, it was all very sing-songy yeah 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 and then this one i was like well 
you know, it's now this whole new trend to do rap. And also mm. I wanted to experiment with it. So for me, actually recording, especially the, that first verse was a bit tough because I was like getting into the mode and like, okay, it's not singing. It's just, you know, say it, mm. but like you're singing, but with like all these meanings and yeah. Yeah. so it got, it kind of got to my head for a bit, but now like performing it is easy. Right. Right. Once you, once you get used to it. Yeah. yeah Cause that, cause that first verse, like if you're following all the lyric sheet, it's going quick. Yeah. It's a yeah. lot of words, but man, you're just flying through it because it's more, yeah, it is more of a toxic rap type of, of thing with the AAA rhymes and the <laughs> just <Yeah>. like blasting, <laughs> blasting through it, which is really kind of, kind of, kind of cool. It's hard to imagine. There's some people who, um, I imagine that's fewer and fewer as, um, as time goes by, but there's, there's people who sort of look down on rap because they, you know, they don't see it as kind of musical, mm-hmm. but, it's really, really hard to do really, really well. Like it's one of those things that it seems, oh, you just you're just sort of doing it, and then you try to do it yourself, and it's it's like one of those you know Jackson Pollock um, paintings. It looks like mm-hmm. they just take a bunch of um, paint and, and throw it right. on the, on the canvas. If you try it yourself, you just get a bunch of crap. Like it yeah. doesn't look like anything. It's one of these things that it's it's really tough. And if you ever get to see, there's people who do these rap bat- battles and they just do them off the top of their head. And I just, I, I don't know how they do it. Cause it takes me like a month to write, you know, a <laughs> verse. So I, I couldn't do it. Cause they would just be like, yeah, that would be it. You know? And meanwhile, they just come with song after song and it's like, right. You know, it's in the moment. I don't know how they do it. I don't I don't get that at all. It is, it, that, that, that's improv. It's like, it's like yeah. improv comedy or whatever. Right. Yeah. But it up on the fly. I mean, it's it's topical. It rhymes. It it sits on a you know on a rhythmic uh, line as well, yeah. all at the same time. I it's just it blows me away. I don't know. Yeah, your talent. Your yeah, talent. For, sure, for sure, for sure it is. Yeah. And I'll, I'll admit, I, I I do often fall in that camp of it's not very musical, but you know, but I, sometimes I can appreciate it for what it is. You know. Yeah. No. There's some. Uh, there's some incredible. Yeah. It's it's. I kind of wonder if maybe trying to learn about that as as a songwriter can it pull you back into the moment versus living in your head. Yeah, I think um, I'm someone who lives in my head because it's where all my stuff is. Um, but you know, it's living in the moment. It is it, for some people. I think it's harder for other people, and and maybe with rap, like you don't have time to second guess yourself you just have to sort of be in that moment and kind of go with it it's yeah it would be take a lot would take me a lot of work but maybe it's something i should look at i don't know yeah amazing yeah definitely a lot of work yeah so um what, what what's coming up next for you amani are you um are you going on tour with this album or yes yes um so this was a, a bit of a late release album oh. um so Right now, uh, we're doing a lot of the radio tour. Um, mm. We did a lot of South Sudan uh, about a month ago. Yeah. Uh, so now we're moving towards Canada and then back to Africa, uh, Kenya, Tanzania, and then gearing up for a couple of shows in Africa, including South Africa in December, mm. and then the big official show in South Sudan. Um, and then, of course, I have the show in Texas coming in like two days. <laughs> so wow lots of things coming that's a lot of air travel (laughs) a lot a lot 
Do you um, like I, travel? I hope you do. No. At one point, I thought that travel was like, it was fun. And I think a lot of people think it's really, really fun, really, really exciting until like you're on a plane for 20 hours and then you land in a different time zone, different country, different weather. And then you know that in six days, you got to do another 20 hour <laughs> trek and followed by another trek. So it's, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, but it's, it's a blessing. Yeah, good, wow. good reading material. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll definitely link to your stuff um, on the on the song talk radio post, so people can keep track of where you are and, uh, and yeah. where you're going to be. Um, if they're going to be in their local community to check you out live, because I remember I remember a few years ago before the pandemic, I saw you perform live. That's how we met, because we shared a stage with with my band and everything, mm-hmm. and um, and you know, hands down. Um, is a fantastic live performer. Like, oh yeah, he really yeah. owns it. And you and you 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 go away from Amani old faded show, and you're like, that is a true artist in a sense. But you know, the singer songwriter with the guitars, he's got a whole thing going with the dance moves and the the or- the, the, the the lighting and everything is just orchestrated so beautifully. And um, yeah, just a really solid show <laughs> that you put on. So thank you. Definitely, thank you. definitely happy to check you out live next time you're in you're in TO. <laughs> yeah. Don't forget about us. Oh, never, never, never. <laughs> yeah. yeah, be sure to give us a mention when you when you accept your Juno. <laughs> you guys will be there with me. That's <laughs> right. We get invited. Yeah, <laughs> really awesome. Okay. Um, I think that's all the time we have uh, here in the band back there. So, um, special thanks to Manny Fade. It's so great to have you on the show again. And um, where, where can our listeners hear more of your music? Then, what's what's the yeah, main? So- yeah, pretty much everywhere. Um, Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, and now Audio Mac. Um, you could just use the name Amani Ilfated uh, to find me. And also you can find me on social media, Instagram, Facebook, uh, X is it called? Yeah, it's all there. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And uh, we want to hear from you, our listeners. So please send your comments, uh, Facebook or Instagram, to at Song Talk Radio. Or send us an email, feedback at songtalk.ca. Also, be sure to check out our YouTube channel for live performance videos and full episodes. And subscribe today to the Song Talk Radio podcast on your favorite podcast provider. You can find links to all the products, books, and web services we mentioned on the show on our resources page on the website. And please join us at our next monthly Song Talk meetup, whether you're in Toronto for in-person meetups or anywhere in the world for our online meetups. It's free to join on meetup.com and free to attend. Bring a song and a lyric sheet and get constructive feedback from other songwriters. Stop by songtalk.ca for the link. You can follow me at neilmodi.com. You can follow Phil at philemory.ca. And Amani, what's what's your favorite social media? What's your go-to? My favorite right now is Facebook. Uh-huh. Okay. Facebook <laughs> yeah. All right. And be sure to stop by the website, songtalk.ca, to browse past shows and find out how you can be a guest. Thanks for tuning in and keep, keep on, on writing. writing. Good night, everyone.